I think taking a hammer to it is still, you know, still, still excessive. Oh, it's still, it's not, I'm saying it's not excessive, I'm just saying it's a challenge that most <laughs> modern consoles wouldn't pass. They wouldn't, would they? No. I mean, uh, I could see you'd probably try it on an Xbox or a PS5, but that would involve being able to get one. Mm. Maybe a yeah. Wii U, that might survive an attack with a hammer. Well, to be honest, the Wii U would probably ask for death. <laughs> I'm pretty Aww. sure my youngest like stood on the um the, the gamepad bit trying to get up, oh. trying to climb up on something. You mean the actual main fine. part? Yeah, it was like right on the screen, like his heel like right on the screen, like as he's oh. pushing himself up. Completely oh, fine. No. Not a thing, not a thing wrong with it. Oh no. And yet you look uh. at a Joy-Con and he gets drifting all over the place. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Are we getting set to go then? I suppose we should. Obviously, we're into yep. video game chat, so of course we are. We're, so of course we're ready for a wrestling <laughs> podcast. It's descended into <laughs> madness already, and that's before we get to the show with 18,000 matches on it. Welcome to The Conquistables. Tonight, The Conquistables go... Head to head in a battle over the stars and stripes for WrestleMania 7. Covering their eyes with a bag tonight. The model Phil Doyle. The Texas Tornado Cameron Phillips. The Macho King Ewan Taylor. And Geordie Allen Milburn. Only tonight on The Conquistables. Is Alan still there? Yes. Yeah, right, okay. <laughs> what oh, is Al? In the background there. Oh, yeah. He's drunk, that's what he is. He's not quiet. Did you get to the pub tonight, Al? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Are you still there? Are you talking How coy was that? Well, yes, I did. Can you before we start recording this podcast? <laughs> For track and trace. Can we check and see what food is being prepared in another room? <laughs> Al? Oh, oh yeah, dear. Oh, yeah. Have you eaten? Yeah, 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 I'm good, yeah, I'm good. I'm oh, fine. okay. Because last time this happened, like a bacon sandwich has just miraculously appeared five minutes in. Uh, no, there's no food today. I do like my food, but not, none today, none today. <laughs> really? <laughs> Couldn't tell. This is going to be a train wreck. Strap in, folks. <laughs> anyway. Right, anywho, we're all ready to go. Yes, we are. Of course we are. Shall we begin? Let us begin at the <laughs> the beginning, because that's where you begin. We, we go, we go straight, yeah, we have to go straight into this one, because it's like, how many matches? 14. 14. Jesus Christ. And it's no, he can't eight, help maybe. us. <laughs> yeah, he lost in the dark match. Well, actually, actually, the dark match <laughs> was uh, Booker <laughs> Beware beat the Brooklyn Brawler. There, there you go. go. Oh, there you go. Oh, that's God. awesome. That's a segue, folks. So, A, what are we doing? And B, whose fault is it? Uh, we are uh, doing WrestleMania 7, and it's my fault. World Wrestling Federation Champion!
But you make so, it sound like a bad thing. Cameron, this had 14 matches on it. Yeah, I didn't realise that at the time. No, one of them was a dark match. It's only got 13 matches. Oh, no, hang on. Is it 15 matches at the time? Yes, Al. Numbers yeah, go up the more you add to them. On, you don't take numbers button. away. Cameron, what did we say <laughs> last... What did I prove last week about number of matches correlating to the quality of a pay-per-view? Well, I think this books this trend. <laughs> oh, do you? Yes. Oh, wow. Yes, You're I in do. for disappointment, Cameron. All right, okay. Fair enough. All right. He, he just said the, well, just, just like just wait on a second on the fact that Cameron used the words buck this trend when referring to Wrestlemania 7 yeah <laughs> well well, <laughs> well, could, well start off with you you're the captain this week Cameron so right captain okay but yeah captain my captain of all the captains I'm still the captain right allow me a few seconds to compose myself no and no, uh, get going we're just going, yeah. There we go. Right, it is, it is March the 24th. It's 1991. And we are in Los Angeles, California at the Memorial Sports Arena. We were supposed to be in the slightly larger venue across the street, but apparently a bomb scare, in inverted commas, means we have to move here. It was nothing to do with ticket sales, <laughs> no. nothing at all. No, it was nothing not. to do with the fact that, you know, they were doing an anti-USA character and they were perhaps afraid somebody might do something. Actually, genuinely trying. Yeah, aye, aye, exactly. Uh, yeah. We get Growly Vince, which is always a fantastic uh, thing to do. Mm. I love um, the it is brilliant. It's pretty good. Brilliant. Because like it's a bit where I think Vince is doing the talk about uh, Sergeant Slaughter, and then he just growls. World Wrestling Federation Champion. Yeah, for no reason. He just goes like, Not even like <laughs> no kind of. He doesn't Context. even say any words. He just yeah, he just growls. It's like what the mm-hmm. hell? It's brilliant. I've just written down stunning exclamation mark. <laughs> yes. Well, that's, for what it. It, that's what it is. So I think we could agree we've already kicked off amazingly. Yeah, it's a good start. I was watching it with my son, and he pointed out something that was like what I thought was actually quite good. You know, when like Sergeant Slaughter and um, Hogan are kind of facing each other, yeah, like, like gurning at each other, basically. He pointed out their chins like fit together, <laughs> like the way their faces kind of go. You can just right. you can push them together like a, like two Tetris pieces. They just slot together perfectly. Like as Hogan's chin goes out, it kind of goes into like where Slaughter's chin goes in, and they just kind of fit. That's an amazing observation. Like is, it yeah, like the opti- is it like optical illusion with two faces, but it's actually a candlestick? Yeah, it's like it's like you. Know, is it Wolverine <laughs> or Batman? No, it's Hulk Hogan and Sergeant Slaughter. In this right. case, it's a needle of steroids that turns yeah. into. You know, right? Oh well, yeah. there we go. Um, so to be fair, we're off to a good start. Yeah, we are after a really good start. We're after an even better start when Willie Nelson sings. Oh, God, Willie Nelson. Well, he says sings. America, America, God shed his grace on thee. Do you think they could get any more wrestling merchandise on them? Uh, Yes. (laughs) I can still see skin. (laughs) <laughs> I'm fairly sure he's got Hulk Hogan boxer shorts on. He literally yep. wears the concession stand when he comes to the ring. <laughs> That's what he was getting paid in, so he took everything he could. Probably, yeah. Has he got a pair I... of Bret Hart's glasses on, and a Hulk Hogan bandana and a belt? And I can't remember the belt was terrible. No, the belt was amazing. Are you trying to tell me that Willie Nelson doesn't usually walk around his house with a d- replica championship belt on? Oh, Bret Hart sunglasses, yes. Oh, I, wrote, sunglasses. I, wrote down that, I wrote down Willie Nelson's trying out to be a WWE shop's own model. <laughs> so he's, oh, like the early, he's like incredible. Doc Hendricks before Doc Hendricks came on the board. That's what he is. 
<laughs> yeah, I had to go back a couple of times and go, what, what is that belt he's wearing? I was like, right up to the TV going, is that? That's not like the kid's belt, is it? They didn't put the kid's belt around him. They didn't even give him like a proper replica. They just gave him the kid's foam belt. Well, to be fair... Pushed him out through the curtain. (laughs) Kids are going to see Willie Nelson and go, that man's cool. He's wearing all that cool merchandise. I must buy (laughs) all that merchandise. What is that smell of marijuana? Where's that coming from? (laughs) Oh, no. But how do you follow Willie Nelson doing the national anthem? How do you follow that, Cameron? You you follow it by having uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan on commentary. Yes! No, 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 no. Bring it to the commentary of Mr. Duggan. Let's speak about his outfit. He he, he, he likes a flag, doesn't he? Oh, He's in full Uncle Sam gear. Yes, yeah. Because they're pushing this thing because there's like there's like flags all dotted around the stadium, all around the arena, aren't they? They're all kind of in the crowd on, yeah. the, on the banners and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then all the rest of the flags, Haxel's wearing. <laughs> Pretty much. Along with a ridiculously oversized top hat. The top hat makes it. If you're, now, I've, I've spoke about my disdain for Axel Jim Duggan, but the oversize of that hat was just but, superb. But mm-hmm. on this occasion, but yeah, I was like, you know, I've kind of written down, like you know, like how, like um, when you're worried about like an abusive parent coming on, it's like, wait, he's doing commentary. They're, le- <laughs> they're, they're letting Duggan do commentary. Oh my god, no! Uncle Jim's coming to dinner. Quick, hide the cutlery. It's Quick, hide the microphone. For- a commentary for the Rockers versus Haku and the Barbarian, which kind of like oh. none of them really have anything to do with Hacks or Jim Duggan. No, no. Or, or, obviously the only reason he's doing commentary is because Bobby the Brain Heenan is manager of Haku and Barbarian, and he obviously is otherwise engaged yeah. this opening match. Mm-hmm. So this is um, like the period before Brain moves fully over to the to the booth, isn't it? He's still like yeah, yeah, yeah. He's still doing uh, his yeah. Yeah. stuff. Um, and I've written down like uh, uh, Sean Mooney and the Rockers. Is there anything more early nineties than that? I don't no. think so. Not all, apart from Pogs. <laughs> um, oh, God, Pogs. That was, they were the good oh, old days. I don't what know, if Sean I, Mooney was on a Pog? I'm, I'm going to check that right now. Sean Mooney, Pog. A must right, be, surely. Right, we've, uh, we've still got 14 matches. <laughs> Shh. Quiet you. We're, we're talking about Pogs. This is important. So, Carry on, I'll Google. Whilst you're doing that, Phil, I'll, I'll carry on and review you. Right. What did we yeah. reckon to this opening tag team contest? It was basically a showcase for the Rockers, and I think they did everything they could considering their opposition to make this somewhat watchable. No, no, I'm, I'm disagreeing with you. And I think Whoa. all four guys did really well, and it was much more than an acceptable opener. I thought it was a very, very good opener. All right, then. I really enjoyed it, if that's any consolation. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, the Rockers thanks. are good. Haku's pretty good. Barbarian is like, you know... He's the weak link. He, he's a beefy man, isn't he? Oh yes, yes. Well, it is, it is the rockers' sort of speed and ability and, and, and aerial prowess versus the absolute power and just downright two-dollar t- stick toughness of Haku. Yeah, um, and it's, I think it works, works really, really well as a match. Yeah, but like the best bits are really when like barbarian hits people very hard and they fall over. Well, I, I did enjoy that because you know me, I do like beef. <laughs> Two bits of beef just hitting each other, just really hard. Mm. Yep. No, I, I think it's it's the last hooray for the Rockers. That's kind of the last high-profile match for the Rockers. Well, I was going to break, break up. Coming on. So not Survivor Series, they break up like this year. Yeah, this is like this is the last kind of big match where the like a um a cohesive team, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and then the kind of start sowing the seeds. Yeah, yeah, for the rest of the year, kind of thing. Yeah. 
I suppose, yeah, one. because um, Shawn Michaels is healed by the time WrestleMania 8 rolls around, isn't he? Yeah, so. yeah. He's, he's, he's proper HBK with Sherry, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, yeah. yeah. This just uh, reminded me of back in the day when WWE could actually build a storyline over a series of months, yeah. not over a series of minutes, and still fuck it up because they forgot what they did 20 minutes ago. Because a borderline um, crazy man just changes his mind like 10 minutes into a show and goes, no, we'll do something else. Yes. Oh, now, now we sell tacos. We're, we're wrestling to show. No, no, we're selling tacos now. <laughs> is the finish a finish a high cross body? It is. It's uh, Shawn Michaels' high cross body in Haku, I think. Haku, I yeah. After a rather yeah. impressive double drop kick to Barbarian. Mm. It's, yeah. it's mostly um, Marty's getting uh, his arse kicked and he takes all the, the rap for it and then gets the hot tag to Shawn. Um, yeah. And it's really, really good. Um, we get... Um, <laughs> so I've got notes on here mm-hmm. that just says I don't I haven't credited anyone and I can't remember who said it but it's I've never conducted an interview in a men's locker room before. Well, to be perfectly honest, Gene, I'm excited. <laughs> well, Marla, what can I say? I guess I just have that effect on on women in general. <laughs> well, you know, to tell you the truth, Gene, I'm excited because I don't know what to expect. I've never conducted an interview in a men's locker room before. Well, uh, it can get a little steamy in there. I know that. That's the, is it the celebrity guests? Mm-hmm. Yes, which is Regis from Regis and Kathy Lee. Yep. Who's the Alex woman? Trebek, host of yeah. Jeopardy, and oh, yeah. Mar- yes. and Maple. I had to look up who this was. Should we look for? I have no idea. Hang this on. This is game show. I could be wrong. I still don't know who that's. Marla Maples. Hold on. Marla Maples is Donald Trump's ex-wife. Wow. Oh, ow. Got divorced <laughs> in nineteen ninety-nine. Well, she's done all of them. I'm pretty sure Mean Gene is like borderline inappropriate during this whole sequence with her. No, don't be silly. And then, and then, like he's talking about Alex Trebek. He's like, he says, "Oh, he's he's my very close friend," and then he can't pronounce Trebek's surname. Next up, a guy who's got all of the answers: Jeopardy's own Alex Trebek, Trebek my very dear, close, personal, longtime friend. Yeah. <laughs> my so, very close friend, Alex Trebek. It's like, oh, Gene. It's an awkward time to have a stroke. Of all the time to be a little bit rubbish on the on the mic, the one time. Mm. But I was like, oh god, we got celebrity people knocking around. This doesn't really bode well because celebrity people knocking around never bodes well <laughs> on the WrestleMania. No, if anything, from yeah, I was going to say WrestleMania is the example of that, where it was just basically the Republican National Conference for a few hours. Yeah. Apart from the one, the guy um, blew the smoking pipe his face. I think that's the one good celebrity person in a WrestleMania. <laughs> Martin yeah. That's it. There we yeah. go. That was good. The rest I'm not sure about. Yeah. Now, we were discussing how the celebrities that are on show here were a bit dodgy. I don't think I'm oh. going to be out, off no, mark sorry, by any way whatsoever. I'm just going to interrupt a second. Cameron appears to have vanished. Oh. Oh, has he? <laughs> Couldn't even tell. Uh. Let, let's just start talking about Hogan Slaughter. And when he comes back, you think we've finished the whole thing. <laughs> I don't think he's going to believe that. <laughs> so, so, the, so then it was a leg drop, and then, uh, then it was this. Well, uh, I'm back on Discord, so... So, 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 so he's back, there he is. And, um, and then Hogan got the one, two, three, and that was your main event. Al's attempting humour, just ignore him. Did we get Anywho. to Dino Bravo versus Texas Tornado? I was we'll just leading on next. to that when I was right, saying okay. that I, I criticised the first match, but I don't think I'm going to be alone in criticising this match. This match was fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah, well, but... I, I liked it. 
a running a running theme of the evening though is if a match is terrible during this show, it never mm-hmm. usually sticks around for too long. That's true. That is very true. This only so, went three minutes and exactly yeah. three minutes. Anyway, this this is a significant match. Uh-huh. Go on, then. It marks Dino Bravo's final pay-per-view appearance. Based on is this, it? I'm kind of glad about that. Because <laughs> you know what? I watched the um, uh, the Dark Side of the Ring series 2 is now on, the, yeah. uh, on all four. Oh, yeah. So I got around to watching the Dino Bravo episode, and oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah, he's oh, a, he a life. <laughs> I think they said was that he was shot like seven times in the face, and uh, seven times in the body, and 11 times in the head or something ridiculous. Like that. It, was, it was insane. Yeah, he, he got let up pretty well. He obviously watched yeah. this match. Um... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as well, a Von Eric fan, like, you can't beat him. Oh, God. But isn't it better, like, uh, brain back on commentary, though? Already, I think that kind of lifts the match up a little bit, though. Oh, yeah. I know Bravo. I thought he was a good wrestler. He, uh... he was a good wrestler, but by the time 1992 came around, his time was up. Well, I just think this match wasn't bad for three minutes or whatever it was. You can't say it's terrible for three minutes, you know? It didn't... Doesn't stick I, around very long. I totally forgot that they gave Kerry Von Erich this bizarre claw move. Oh yeah, it was the setup for the tornado punch. Yeah, was mm-hmm. it? Yeah, because he always have it. Like back before he was in I, WWE, I think he had it in Texas. Did he? I think oh, okay. he did. I'm almost sure that was his finisher when he was down in. Um, wasn't it his dad's old finisher or something? I think so. Yeah, I think it was a. It's like a Von Erich pass down finisher. Oh man. So yeah, that's that stone to When you put it on, like it does, like if the other person doesn't kind of sell it, it yeah, because it kind of reminds me of like, like visually, it looks similar to the um, like Mr. Socko or something. You know, you just mm. like a, you're just holding another person's head, basically, aren't you? Yeah. Like, <laughs> but it kind of relies on the other person, like you know, when when um like Foley would put it on the rock and like the rock's arms are flying it everywhere, and he's like really kind mm-hmm. of setting it. It kind of works, but when you just kind of stand there, just going, ah, my head hurts. It doesn't really look that spectacular. It's part of the reason not that in the mandible claw, Mick Foley was essentially shoving his beclothed fingers down your neck. Well, there is that. Whereas with a sort of Texas tornado claw, it's just basically he's gripping on lightly onto your temples. Yeah. <laughs> not lightly. With great oh, sorry, pressure, yeah. Cameron, with to great cause pressure. the submission. Sorry, yeah, with great pressure. Mm. Sorry, sorry, sorry. But then after that, it's like disc expansion done, isn't it? Yeah, it's got a tornado and done. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's a nice little sort of distraction but as, as, this is be a reoccurring theme of the night if the match is not that great it never usually hangs around for too long to cause great offence mm-hmm. in my argument for this one speaking of great offence let's go to Slick oh yeah. boy it takes a whole <laughs> pack of dogs to put the warlord down <laughs> Apart uh-huh. but we're two matches into this match and I thought you just got me thinking like ah oh, this is when the WWF had managers yeah. yes because so far we've had Brain we've had Slick I'm pretty sure we get you know uh, Mouth oh, of the South Jack. comes out surely. There's like uh, pretty much one every match. Bravo. No, he was out with Dino Bravo, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, was, yeah he was out with Dino Bravo, wasn't he? So it's pretty much like every every heel comes out with a manager near enough. Every it's... heel has a manager, and it's usually split between Slick and the Brain and Jimmy Hart, yeah. Yeah. Yep. But um, it seems to be just three of them are running yeah. the business as far as that's concerned. Obviously, um, face wrestlers can uh, conduct their own business affairs. Obviously. Yes, because, well, you don't well, 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 because they're well. not smart, are they? They're not smart to get a manager in to help them. That's what it is. Not really. What are you saying now? Yeah. Bulldog's got his dog. Um... Yeah, Bulldog, talk, <laughs> Bulldog talks to his dog. There you go. That's no Winston. Sense. With Yeah, with, with great... Kind of, he's like approached for an interview and he seems to just be chatting away to the dog. Well, and he, to, to be... Of 
To be fair, we know this. We know the story of the bulldog. So he was probably in an altered state during this interview and match. <laughs> so the fact he's talking his dog in great detail, hardly a surprise. That but, probably explains yeah. his last line because, like, when he goes, was he's like, what, 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 what's that? Uh, what? What? No, wait a minute. <laughs> Winston uh, wants me to tell the warlord there is no bull in this British bulldog. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be doggone. Let's get back to ringside for more action. How pleased with himself does he look? How pleased with himself is he? I think he does, yeah. I think that must have been like a bet to fit that into the uh, pro. Well, I think that in last second. Well, this is, uh, this is Davy Boy Smith's first singles match on pay-per-view. Yeah. Ah. Well, ah, is, anyway, yeah. Has he been away for a little while before this? Yes, he rejoined. He left at Survivor Series 88 and he rejoined just the back end of 1990. Yeah, I was thinking there was a little period where the Bulldogs went out and then he kind of came back in. With the dreadlocks and the was not dreadlocks with the whatever's in his hair, I can't remember what it's called. The braids, yeah. The braids, thank you, that's it. And like the um the kind of Union Jack uh trousers and stuff, wasn't it? That kind of repackaged up for him. He was basically the British um, hacksaw. <laughs> that is true. Do you think of he had the a somewhere? <laughs> Winston was wearing it. Um a massive Isambard Kingdom Brunel style top hat. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, it'd be really, really impressive if you managed to like open the top of it and the dog came out. Oh, that'd be so cool. <laughs> that would have been amazing. It'd be better than what they do with the dog. He's like, he's like on a box next to the stage with some guy holding him there. Yeah. It's not nice for the dog. Well, was make, he, was he called Winston, no the dog? Winston, how, yeah. How popular the bulldog was. In this, he gets in a big pop one. when he comes he out. He gets a massive pop, to be yeah. fair. Monsoon has possibly the truest um, thing about this match in which he says, don't look for any flying head scissors. <laughs> which is true. Well, it's two it giant is, trees trying to kill each just, other. Yeah, it's essentially just horse battle. Yeah. Um, uh, but again, I think they put on a pretty good match. They well, did. I, I like this one. The, the logic in this story in this match is the fact that the, the Warlord, no one's ever broken out of the Warlord's full Nelson. Yep. Yeah. So obviously the entire match is going to be based on him trying to break. And you're kind of thinking... Bulldog's gonna break out the full Nelson. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna bust it out. Yeah, I mean, I really wasn't looking forward to this because, like, the Warlord, you know, he hasn't got the best reputation, has he? As a as a worker, no, no. But here, like, I don't know if it's Bulldog or if it's just like he just suddenly has like a really good night. But they they get a really good match out of it, don't they? Yeah, it's a genuinely good match. This one, it is like two powerhouses going completely at it in the opening few minutes. They're basically just like. There's four shoulder charges by the Bulldog to get Warlord off his feet. Warlord gets a fantastic looking standing belly to belly in at one stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wear that down as well. well it's got, um... How about the, uh, he does a pin reversal by flexing his guns? That was good. <laughs> yep. I enjoyed that. He's like crouched on Bulldog, just like flexes his guns out of a pin or something. It's like, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, Warlord. For the end of the match, the full Nelson is applied. Mm-hmm. But I think crucially... And I didn't at the time. I was a bit like, "Oh, is that a mistake? Are they just not? He's just not got it applied properly." But they make a point that um, the warlord can't link the fingers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he can't so therefore, has he got he? all of it in? But then Bulldog breaks out of what he's got of the hold, and then we get the running power slam for um, Bulldog's winning three count. But we get. I mean, I mean the power to lift the warlord. Oh the yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Just, to be fair, like he just gets him up and he gets him up and does like a proper power slam, doesn't he? Oh yeah, he does. I liked yeah. this match so much. All five pay per views in '91 featured the Bulldog versus the Warlord. There you go. Really? Yeah. The the Met the Met in the Royal Rumble. Uh, the uh, this match, 
SummerSlam, they're on opposite sides of a six-man tag. Survivor Series, they're on different um, sides in the Survivor Series match. And at Tuesday in Texas, they have a rematch singles match, yeah. Huh. So there you go. Nice. Now, they must be sick of it, because by the time we came to Royal Rumble 92, they decided to make one guy one and one guy 30. So there was no <laughs> <laughs> True, yeah, actually, yeah. So, how long was the Warlord around for? I don't remember him being around much longer than this, though. What, in singles. Yeah, because he, did he go back yeah. into a tag then? No, about another year. Uh, yeah, he, he became a singles guy round about WrestleMania six when he yeah, changed the powers of plane split. Yeah, when he had the um, the Phantom of the Opera kind of uh, mask on. Oh, and then he yeah, was in Royal yeah. Rumble. He was in Royal Rumble '92. And he might have been gone by the time WrestleMania 8 rolled around. Yeah, I don't remember him from WrestleMania 8 onwards, no. It says his final match is April 17th, 1992, so that probably would have been like just before it, wouldn't it? Uh, just after WrestleMania, April 5th, yeah. WrestleMania 8, something like that. Oh, yeah, something like that, yeah. yeah. But yeah, like, I think, because you know, him being in the Powers of Pain, they were quite a big team, weren't they? They kind of, you know, pushed up there alongside with Demolition, and I suppose when they split, you're kind of expecting, like, a, like a big push for him, but, like... Him and Barbarian just kind of like started strong, but just kind of tapered off pretty quick, didn't they? Because you yeah. know Barbarian's already back into a tag team at this point. So, right. but yeah, that was uh, I wasn't expecting much in this because of the Warlord, but it, I was pleasantly surprised. No, it was decent. It was decent. I think the opening hmm. three matches have been, you know, ranging from decent to good. And yeah, then you get, get slick um, healing it up, saying Bulldog was hooked the tights at the end. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Cheating bastard. I know, I know. Are we going to the promos next after this? <coughs> what, the Nasty Boys just shouting at na- Mean Gene? The Nasty Boys shouting at Mean Gene and the Heart Foundation just shouting as well, mostly yes. with Anvil. And Although then, we, we um, do get a great bit where Anvil goes, Tell him, Hitman! And that's exactly where you guys are, is right at the bottom. If you think you're going to take the tag belts of the World Championship Heart Foundation, tell him, Hitman! That's right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Which is which is always my favorite part of a promo when someone goes, "Tell him other person who's stood next to me." Yeah, and then it's, it's just the like, "We don't think you're nasty. We think you're scum," says Bret Hart. <laughs> it's like so. Apparently, there's a scale of terribleness, and scum is apparently above nasty, which kind of makes sense. Well, it kind of makes sense a little bit, yeah, a little bit. But um, but yeah, so we get the tag team title match of the Hart Foundation, who go into this as champions against the Nasty Boys. I found this interesting. This was like so early in the show. Hmm. Do you want a little uh, fact? Yeah. Go on. Uh, well, this is one of them, again, stories from the internet, so I don't know how true it is. But originally, two other teams apparently had been promised uh, this spot, the Nasty Boys spot, because we all know the titles are going to Legion of Doom pretty much down the line. Hmm. Um so they just basically needed a transitional champion to take it off the heart family because you couldn't possibly have a, a face versus face type thing back in then. No, no, no. So you had to have a, a heel team to take it off the heart here and then drop it at SummerSlam. Now, originally, apparently, according to internet law, Rhythm and Blues were promised that space. <laughs> oh, <Yeah. clears throat> Jesus. Um, however, however, they, they, they didn't. They, they were pushed down the card and Honky Tonk Man left because he didn't like the direction his character was going. Well, anyway... <laughs> what possible direction could Honky Tonk Man go? After that, Power and Glory the... were apparently promised it next. Oh, make sense God. Because they were for the Legion of Doom. Yeah. They were promised this spot. Well, they the signed the Nasty Boys from WCW at the back end of 90. 
and that was kind of like all gone now. It's like, yep, the nasty boys they're getting the nod. So, like, if you read interviews and stuff, apparently both both of the teams were very knocked that Vince apparently promised them this spot, and neither of the teams got it. It was the nasty boys who got the jump. Were they were, were the nasties like Hogan's best pals at this point? I'm not really sure how. I don't know what what the yeah whether they were that friendly at this point in time or not. Because I think it's later on, isn't it? Oh, like in the in the, in the Hogan WCW run, I think yeah, they, they kind of get blown yeah. over because they're pals and that sort of thing. But I don't know if they are at this point. If that kind of helped grease them up the pole a little bit. Yeah, uh, but yeah, as soon as they yeah they got the they got because they'd only they'd only been wrestling in about five months or something at this point, yeah. or maybe even less. They, um, well, in fact, I think they only debuted in like December, January, so they haven't even been with the company that long. Yeah. So, how do we feel about the Nasty Boys? I was never a fan. I'll be honest. I no, never... I think they were pretty um, crap. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they were. They were just loud, and they, I think they were trying to like their personas were trying to cover up the fact they were not that great in the ring, yeah. and it, it didn't really work because any team with any level of ability exposed them pretty much straight away. Which is why I think in WCW they were booked in a lot of like hardcore matches or street fights because you can hide a lot more in that kind of situation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, to be fair, like they are they are the first heels to get a walk to be able to walk to the ring. Everybody else has already started in the ring. That's true. Yeah. <clears throat> so obviously they're kind of feeling like there's there's potential for them to kind of push off the card. Mm-hmm. And also Jimmy Hart comes out with two potential foreign objects because he's wearing a helmet and he's got the bullhorn. Yeah, why did he have a helmet on? Because they're, they're bikers or something. They, uh, well, I don't, I don't know. Because they wanted a different finish at the end of the match, I don't know. Just, head, <laughs> just headbutt him. Just use Jimmy Hart as the foreign object and just batter him like a baseball bat. <laughs> just pick up Jimmy Hart as a battering ram. Since you're on that note, I just want to mark this card down for uh, lack of bushwhackers. <laughs> lack of bushwhackers. <laughs> But oh, yeah. it does have objectively the best uh, Brett Hitman heart music, so you know swings yeah, around mm-hmm. about. Um, the golfing class between the two teams is kind of fairly obvious because the Heart <laughs> Foundation are majorly technical, and then the Nasty Boys are just blah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the Nasty Boys managed to work on Brett's back, which is the party sell throughout the sort of second half of the match, and then shenanigans occur, and they are smacking Brett in the back with the crash helmet. Uh, is that uh, why um, the brain says they talk about this, the cervical derbical part of the back? There's one to the cervical derbical part of the back. Did, did anyone listen to the Jim Ross um, the podcast a little while ago about uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan? No. no. It was about a couple of weeks ago. It was marking like three years since Bobby the Brain Heenan died. And Jim Ross told this fantastic story. You know the origins of the Will You Stop? Yes. The monsoon. Do you know how that came about? I vaguely no. remember. Well, apparently, whenever they were in a cafe, just to like wind up whoever was behind the counter, Heenan would. It was the three of them. It was like Jim Ross, Gorilla Monsoon, and Heenan. Heenan would walk up to the counter and go, "I see you've got pie. What pies have you got today?" And the choice would be like, "Oh, we've got uh, lemon, uh, peach, and apple." Oh, great! I'll have cherry. And then they would just look at him and go, right? And he's like, kind of going, no, I'll, I'll, I'll have cherry, thanks. And then he'd walk back to the table, just leaving lots of confused looks. And Gorilla Monsoon just, just shout across the entire cafe, no matter where they were, just going, will you stop? And then finally, that's where they transferred it over commentary. Wow. There you go. There you go. Jim Ross. <laughs> um, now, this match was okay-ish. It's a bit of a kind of upturn for the books that the Nasty Boys win it. Because mm-hmm. you're never really sort of feeling like they deserve it. Well, no. they don't. Because 
they just don't, and it's kind of obvious that they're going to get their arse kicked by LOD at some point along the line. Which is why we get like, is it like two foreign object hits? Yeah, the helmet finished it. Yeah, it's a great throw by Jimmy Hart though to get into the ring because what he does, like when he throws it, he throws it high enough for the wrestler to catch it, but also high enough for the crowd to really see it. Because it always feels like yeah. when he throws the object in, like the, the object like hangs above the ring for like seconds, so everyone, everyone get like a really good short shot of like this is coming into the ring now. People pay attention, <laughs> and then bang, Manvo uh, gets waffled by it, and then it's done, isn't it? Yep, pretty much. He's pretty yeah, much. Joey, he's, holding, he's holding his feet as well, isn't he? Jimmy Hart's like just like putting his feet down as well. To oh make yeah, they're, it making, extra they're making properly properly sure. Yeah, yeah. all yeah. what fifty five pounds of Jimmy Hart is on that <laughs> foot. Uh, hold the feet down. Yeah. But it's, it's it's probably the first kind of it's the first duffer of the night, but it's not terrible as a match because yeah. obviously Brett and Anvil were really good. But well, this um, is the last, isn't it? The last hit, the last Heart Foundation, or is it a bit longer yeah. for the? No, last tag team match. Obviously, the team together it's Canadian Stampede, but this is the last um, official Heart Foundation. Yeah, this is the last um, pay per view. Um, I, I don't know. They might have a televised match or two after this but certainly not yeah. many it's not a, not the best way to go out really I suppose but you know no but it, there are better ways to go but I suppose given what we know about Jim Dianne Hart and his um, extracurricular activities <laughs> probably for the best they, they, do have a, they do have a face versus face encounter against the LOD actually and I'm I'm fairly oh. sure it's, it's after Wrestlemania 7 because I don't remember oh, the title being on the line but yeah I think it, I think they do have a match against LOD sometime this year, which is a curious, you know, Bret Hart against uh, LOD sounds a very curious kind of match, doesn't it? But, that uh, sounds like yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think what what you might try to be called a clash of styles. Well, yeah, that might be yeah. terrible. Yeah, no, I would, I, would, I would be interested in seeing it. That'd be I awesome. would just like to uh, correct myself because I like correcting myself. I said before it was Bulldogs' first singles pay per view match. Of course, it wasn't. Because remember that classic with Ricky Steamboat when he crushes himself? <laughs> oh, true. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, boy. How could we forget? Yeah, but would you class the wrestling classic as a pay-per-view, though? That's the thing. Is it actually a wrestling show or is it just an event that yeah, happened well, that I we don't talk about was, anymore? It was, yeah, it was a bit of a... It was, it was forgettable, but there, there you go. <laughs> so next, I think we get our first video package of the night. Oh, dude. Detailing the feud between the model Rick Martel and uh, Jake the Snake Roberts. Which, for all of its sort of stretching the imagination bollocks, <laughs> for all the whole thing, you, you, have, to, you have to believe... There's, there's a T-shirt. That, yeah, that stretch your imagination bollocks. That, um, that, that for somehow the sort of errant spray of arrogance has removed the entirety of Jake Roberts' iris... Um, it's... Yes, being be opticians. Um... Yep. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah, very, very I'm going to wake me up, Phil, when I'm done. You know, I, I never thought I'd hear that line as, in, on a, like a recent podcast. Well, being opticians, I think you'll find. <laughs> yes, um, it, that that would be wholly impossible. Um, this That's not the way. Of... Like apparently, like they did, they just let a blind Jake Roberts just run around beating people up just yeah. every week on TV. Pretty much. Um, this match gets a lot of stick for being like a really bad gimmick match, but I would say and this in a way that it is. It's well, 
Yeah, but as an idea, in, as a concept, right? As a as an idea, it makes a lot of sense because of the storyline. Because Jake was blinded, so therefore the model is blinded as well. So they're yeah. going to have a blindfold match. So then and the a model, snake has six senses. We know this. Jake says yes, that exactly. Snake has six senses, but also usually in a wrestling match, it is wrestling move, then crowd reaction. <laughs> That's what you'd expect in the rest of the match, yes, correct. Yep. But this completely flips that round in that it's crowd reaction, then wrestling move. Yeah. Because there's the whole thing about... and You cannot beat this match for crowd participation. No. The no, crowd are into this. All the bits were like like Jake's in one corner of the ring and he like sticks out his hand and starts moving his finger across the ring in midair and then when he gets sort of level with Martel, the crowd are all going, Ooh, yeah, yeah. kind of thing and just telling him where Martel is. And Martel sells it superbly as well because he's trying to you know he's telling them all to shut up and all this kind of stuff put his fingers to his lips and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So from that point of view yeah, you can ignore the fact that when they put the hoods on at the start, it's really, really bloody obvious that there's some whole eye holes like there, just have like tight. I was, was going to say that. How, how blind were they going into this? Probably, well, obviously not 100% vision, but I'd say they, they could probably just about see what they were doing. Yeah. But it's just absolutely, for that, it's fantastic. It's never going to be like this sort of cracking technical wrestling match it's basically yes, it's just dark, there's like it's like there's like um an irish whip spot at the beginning where they just like jake just runs off to one side yeah pretty like much he, he gets spun to the rumps and like um the model's ready to do a backdrop and jake just kind of just runs off to one side and misses him completely exactly yeah, yeah. And yeah. Kind of... why, why does no other wrestler do that when they're irish whipped? yeah no it's, it, it always makes no sense why would you run keep running yeah you'd stop <laughs> it's the sheer force of the irishness of it that drives it's, you forward into it's it serious. it's it's millions of tiny leprechauns propelling you no if it was a true irish <laughs> just fall down that's true um i've also got in here saying if we thought that uh triple h pedigreeing booker t at wrestlemania 19 then waiting about 18 seconds to pin him was bad. There's a hell of a long break in between the DDT Whoa. and then actually... Whoa. Oh, yeah. This is the DDT. Nobody nobody gets up from the DDT. Well, no, nobody gets up from the DDT. It's, it's, it's Even just... blindfolded. <laughs> well, how does seeing help you get up? Anyways. Orientation. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm on the ground. I better get up. There you go. Better get up. Yeah, there you go. Um... Yeah, it's, it's daft. And how long does it last for? Eight minutes and change. That's probably about three minutes longer than it should have done, to be honest. Because uh, there's only so many I, times you like, like the when Jake does the pointing around the ring to find Rick Martel, like some kind of audience radar. That's fair enough. Yeah. But like when he's doing it like for the fourth or fifth time, it's like, yeah, yeah, we've done this, we've done it. I, I get why they did this gimmick. I just hate this particular gimmick, and this is me who watches DDT and enjoys it. To me, a blindfold match is probably one of the dumbest things you could book. Yeah, but and 
story to it. That's I know, that's, yeah, there's a bad, there's I'm, a I'm reason not, why it's a blindfold. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying there was no reason to have the match. I'm just saying the stipulation of a blindfold as a concept. It doesn't yeah, really as work. a concept, yeah. it's stupid. I get in this context, it works because there's a story. Mm-hmm. Well, but as we get to later, later on in time, where we have TNA booking it a blindfold match in a fucking steel cage, <laughs> that's just taking it too far. Well, when it, when, I was going to say that as a joke. No, that joke's something else. Yeah. We're only commenting on WrestleMania 7, and I think it works in this context. What about if they did a storyline where Martel um, fed Jake Snake to him, and he had a <laughs> Can we not talk about the kennel from hell match, please? No, it's totally different. It's <laughs> totally different. Match. You've got some... Like some pythons on the outside that have literally just ate and are just sleepy and just laying around. And, uh, <laughs> and there's some people there to hold them back just in case they get too violent. And yep. uh, there you go. It's a classic to be made. Well, that's another made. one for the that's another one for the Patreon wow. fantasy booking alternative kennel from hell matches. Speaking of the kennel from hell, the Undertaker's up next. Yay! Yeah, he is. Yeah. It is a, a WrestleMania debut, the start of the streak. Which, yep. yeah, which obviously you never know. And also, interestingly, it's the it's Jimmy Snooker that gets called the Phenom on commentary. I was going to mm-hmm. say, is this is this like a title match? Just to take a win that title when he beats him? No, I think I, so. unofficially, I think he must have. Yeah, he must have because he always called Phenom, isn't he? But it's quite a, a pretty. What's this? Four minutes, and it's pretty much a squash, isn't it? It's essentially Undertaker goes in, kicks ass, tombstones, leaves. <laughs> yeah, I mean Snooker sells. You know the. Um, uh, potential murderer sells for the Undertaker really well. <laughs> potential murderer. I mean, I watched it episode yeah of the Dark Side of the Ring. So I can't say for definite. Um, but yeah, it's just like you know, it's just putting the Taker over, isn't it? As like this big undefeatable monster. Yeah, which he does. But it's it's great. Um, Apart from like it's like it's like because it's early in the Taker's run, like he you can kind of tell he hasn't quite got the tombstone down like he would mm-hmm. do later. So it's no. one of those where it's like, oh, I feel like he's going to hurt him doing this. He doesn't, because, you know. But I think this is the first time that I certainly felt that there was, like, not so much like a presence, but, but even at this early, early stage, you could tell the Undertaker had it, it had the presence, because the minute he walks out, people are just like, oh, shit, things have got real. Probably paying attention to him, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Well, after the manager's last match, we're back to the heel having the manager. That's pretty true. True, yeah, yeah. It's it's one of the matches that's made a lot of in retrospect, but at the time it was nothing other than a, a like a no, Undertaker. It's just a card filler at the time, isn't it? Yeah, it's just a good Undertaker over it for the next. It accomplished its job quite good. Yeah, it does fine. Yeah. I mean, you know, it puts the Undertaker over as a massive strong force. Obviously, he's still very much in the wrestling zombie phase at the minute. And yeah, because um, look at this time, he's still like. Not quite at the top of his powers, but he's still like quite up the card, isn't he? Popularity-wise, it's such a plus mm-hmm. point that they got rid of Brother Love as his manager because that just did not fit. Did it not? <laughs> it's, it's often quite surprising when you watch Survivor Series '90 and you see him debut and he's got Brother mm-hmm. Love as his manager because yeah. it does make absolutely no damn sense. No, no. I'm glad you know, Paul Barrett took the character far and all that. It just was such a better fit. I don't not mind all. Brother Love, but he just wasn't for that job. I feel. Not at all. No. Not at all. Just before we move on, I've got another update. I like my updates. What update you got, Al? Uh, the Heart Foundation. Um, all right. I looked them up quickly. They, they did indeed 
face the LOD Weiss the World Champions in a non-title match, which makes it even more bizarre. And they yeah. lost, so yeah, that makes it really oh. bizarre. Um, they did have one more televised match against the Rockers as part of a Japanese show, and then they teamed together for a European tour that year, later on that year, and that was pretty much them done. Okay. There you go, that's me, that's me. Caught up with them facts. Where are we now? Uh- and for, uh, for an update on my facts, uh, it appears that Sean Mooney and the Rockers do not have pogs. <laughs> oh. Damn it. There you go. Never mind. Never mind. Because um, if they did, they'd be flying to my house right now. <laughs> Next up we have, um, for me, match of the night. Ooh. I'm calling it now. We're halfway through this now. card. But this for me is match of the night. This is the Ultimate Warrior versus Randy Savage in a loser leaves or loser retires match. Uh, this yeah. could actually be match of the year, never mind match of the night. Because <laughs> right, as much as people often say, right, and this surprise, I'd never seen this match before, and I was always of the opinion the Ultimate Warrior, good though he was as a character, wrestling ability wise, was only really good for coming in, storming the place in about three minutes flat, and then leaving again. This match goes on a fair while. I think this is like twenty minutes plus. 20 minutes, yeah. I'll check to the end. And it's still, it holds your attention throughout the entire thing. And both of these men are absolutely incredible in it, in the actual match itself against each other. Sherry is also fantastic in it. Yeah. Elizabeth, although she's only really in at the end, is also brilliant as part of it, because the whole storyline with her as well. Um, but I really, really, really liked this. Um, this match loved it thought this was brilliant this is well worth the actual pay-per-view watching is for this and this award i mean you're not wrong because again like you know you see like, i was looking through it thinking god's sake they also worry in a 20 minute match are we serious this is gonna yeah be like... yeah i was the same i was like oh god it's gonna have be you seen terrible. his match against orlando jordan that's pretty long <laughs> <laughs> but oh, i can't even know uh, to respond to that but um yeah, I think, you know, you probably got to lay a lot of it uh, machos to kind of get the warrior through this oh, yeah, match, yeah, yeah. But I suppose. Macho makes him look a million dollars, yeah. Yeah, pretty, like, pretty. you know, the way he sells for him, the way he kind of, uh, the, the way the match is built, it all works. Mm-hmm. Really. There's a couple of spits, you kind of think, what? But, but we'll get to that in a bit, I think. But um, yeah, the majority is brilliant, you know. You've got, yeah. you know, the Macho King comes out on a big um, plinth thing. Like a sedan chair, yep. Yeah. The guys carrying it look like they just don't can't quite carry the weight for some reason. Yeah, the one, boys. one person would have been fine, but when you've added Cherry on there as well, it's maybe a little yeah. bit beyond it. Yeah, but yeah, and then Warrior comes out wearing like this ridiculous coat, and he yes. walks through. He doesn't. He, he must know he's going twenty minutes because he walks through the ring. Yeah, well, run. I th- I thought that. I thought, oh, he can't even be arsed. I bet he's coked off his tits, and here he is trying <laughs> to like, walk out of the ring. Well, it's the way Christ. they have to kind of on commentary go. Oh, he's walking to the ring. But Heenan, I think it is, that covers for him saying that. He's saying, oh, he knows that this is going to be a battle, so he has to conserve his energy. For once, the warrior's not get, you know, blowing himself yeah, yeah. up by just running out well, the ring 
You know. How can you remember that coat? The thing's ridiculous. It looks yeah, like something like it looks like something from like a guy from the Fist of the North Star would wear. It's, it's like huge <laughs> shoulder pads, tassels. I'm now just picturing Warrior in an episode of Fist of the North Star, and it's working quite well. Yeah, it fits in it perfect. To be fair, um, it's ridiculous. And like, I think when he takes it off, the coat like like just comes comes apart into like three pieces. I don't know what's going on with it. I, I was thoroughly distracted by that coat for a long time. Yeah. Well, it's it's only in it for like you know the beginning and the end. You, you make sure to pick it back up again at the end. Exactly, because it must have cost a pretty penny. One of the best parts of this match was the fact that Randy Savage has to go for two. No, was it four top rope elbows? Oh yeah, at the end. Even that only gets him a two count. <laughs> yeah, well, I think my favorite bit was like I think it was quite early on where like Macho tries to like a crossbody, and the Warrior catches him. And like he's holding him like with like one arm, parades him around the ring, and then puts him down and then slaps him in the face. Yep. I was like, oh, that's actually a really good warrior. Oh, I'm in. Oh boy, it's just I'm invested. Moments like that, and it's just re- and it comes across as a proper battle between the two guys. Oh, it really it's does because like- the, one- the warrior hits all his finishing moves, can't beat him, and then it's like he, he nearly walks out of the ring, doesn't he? Because he's like, he yeah. can't believe that, he can't beat him. It's that bit where where Savage kicks out. Uh, and it's like you just—I don't think anyone saw it coming. Like, they just thought match over, and then he kicks yeah. out the Warriors finish, doesn't he? It's like oh, yeah, because yep. there's there's a lot of false finishes, and people talk about like how you know like NXT and AEW and that kind of thing kind of rely on the kind of uh, finishing move, full finish sort of stuff. But when it's kind of placed right, like in this match, like you say, like no one expected Macho to kick out of that because not even Hogan kicked out of that move, did he? No, you know exactly. And he kicks out of it, like he and the warrior is just like stunned and all that sort of thing. It's just like, yeah, when it's placed well, it works. You know, and then, spectacular, and then the it? warrior says it's a sign from the gods he's not meant to win. So goes to <laughs> walk out the match and get himself counted out because the gods have told him he can't win. Yep, he has to get, he has to find a plane to fly somewhere. Because the crowd are like totally like begging him to go back in the ring and not like you know and get back in the ring before the ten count. And then it's the got... finish is so clever as well because Savage like. Goes for the guardrail spot, doesn't he? Yep. He goes to axe handle warrior on the guardrail, and the warrior moves and completely and misses. Yeah, straight in, and then again, it's it's such a strange finish, but it works. He just keeps doing shoulder tackles, doesn't he? Yep. And Savage goes out the ring, and he gets him back in, and then he does another. A short, is it three? He does or something? It's yeah, I think three, so. Yeah, yeah. I've got here shoulder charge, one shoulder charge again, shoulder charge again, and, and then, then I've got one does, foot pin. Yeah, and then the, the maker that Savage give it his best effort. And he's exhausted, you know, he's absolutely spent and he's given his best effort possible. But Warrior would just beat them on the day, just beat them. And that and if the match wasn't good enough, the bloody storytelling afterwards is just superb. Oh, it's it? superb, yeah. I've got here uh, Sherry realizes that the gravy train's done. So she's thought she's effectively out of a job because obviously Macho Man can't, you know, wrestle anymore and has to retire. And so then she starts battering Macho Man in his exhausted state. Uh, Elizabeth, who's at ringside, has had enough of this, so she leaps the guardrail, jumps in. Um, she throws um, Sherry out of the ring herself. Elizabeth and Savage then hug. Heedon then says, if you like this kind of mush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is, the, this is the, sickening. <laughs> the, people in, the people in the building are actually crying. <laughs> It's brilliantly done, this thing. Yeah, because basically it turns Macho back um, face, isn't it? it kind of, yeah. even, though he's, even though he's retired. How do they kind of um, thingy him back into the wrestling then? Because obviously 
by next by next WrestleMania, he's you know he he's wrestling Ric Flair and stuff. Did they just kind of say, "Oh, you retired the Macho King"? No, he no, didn't no, retire no. the Macho Man, or no, no, no. It's um, well, the the whole thing is done so well, and just to put it into context, WrestleMania five pretty much Liz sides with Hogan, or, or soon after anyway. Yeah, because explosion five. of the mega yeah. Liz yeah. sides with Hogan. WrestleMania six, um, she, um, Elizabeth costs Savage the match. It's a mixed tag team match. And um, Elizabeth costs Savage the match in that one. And then is Elizabeth involved in the Zeus scenario? I can't remember if she is or not. She might be. You know, the, the, um, she's there for number it. Number yeah. 89. I think she could yeah. be. And that's it. You know, she's, she's against her days with Savage is done. It's all done. And then they bring it full circle at WrestleMania 7 by having them join back together again. Mm-hmm. And legitimately, Savage, that was Savage's retirement. He, he, he wanted to concentrate on his marriage. He didn't want to do wrestling anymore. Maybe move into a backstage role, but he was he was done. That's that that was the stipulation he was going to stick to. Mm-hmm. However, Mister Warrior got himself um, sacked at SummerSlam, <laughs> as we all know. Uh, yeah. yeah, and uh, Vince panicked and, and needed a big star. He had Sid Justice, but Justice went and got himself injured. So Savage, um, Vince was like, "Crap, we need a big name," and he was like. Um, Mr. Savage, um, we need we need a favour. I don't know how much you paid or whatever, but like, well, yeah, we're desperate. Um, and to get around it, they had him wrestling as Mr. Madness instead of the because the Macho Man's retired, so they had him wrestling as Mr. Madness instead, uh, which didn't even he didn't even wear a mask. He was you know he was, he right. was just a, yeah he was just the Macho <laughs> Man, but they did it. Um, it all started with the wedding, you know, when Jake Roberts gave the Cobra. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's how Matt's they got, got him back, back in, in the they, ring. They ran that story, which I don't even know why Jake Roberts gave a cobra, if there's any logical explanation other than the fact the Warrior wasn't there. Because, because he's a mad bastard, that's why. Um, and that's how they started. So at the house shows, they had Mr. Madness wrestling Jake Roberts at these house shows. And then eventually they had the incidents with the snake and stuff. And um, Jack Tunney reinstated him and uh, they had the feud. Oh, that makes sense. Nice, because it, without that, you wouldn't have got him versus Flair at WrestleMania 8, and then you wouldn't have got, obviously, Undertaker versus Jake Roberts at WrestleMania 8, because it's Taker which stops Jake using the steel chair to batter Macho Man on his wedding day, isn't it? Yeah. Originally, the rumour for WrestleMania 8 was Jake versus Savage in a steel cage, and oh, Undertaker huh? versus Warrior. Oh, that would have that been, been an interesting one. That would have been a doozy, actually. Yeah. Um, but sadly, the cost of it was Macho Man's marriage, ultimately. Of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah that, well, I got serious. Yeah, because that would have been how solid. It was around this time, but I'm fairly sure they weren't on rocky grounds at this moment. Yeah, well, he was quite hmm. controlling about it anyway. Apparently, yeah, wasn't he? Was, he? Yeah, yeah. he was. He, she yeah. couldn't leave their their locker room while he was wrestling and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it was a little bit off with her anyway. To begin with, um, slightly depressing thought about this match. By the way, when I was watching it, I thought. The only person in frame here and on the audio that's still alive is Earl Herbner. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Everyone else that's, involved that's in this depressing. match is dead, including on commentary. Wow. Shall, shall I like, light it up with a quick warrior uh, warrior fact, if you'd like to guess? Go on. Because we said this match was 20 minutes. Yeah. Do we think that's his longest match ever, or do you think he's had longer matches? Mm, I'd like to think it's his longest match. Hogan's is, is it twenty-two minutes at Mania? 
It is indeed 22 minutes. 22 minutes. Last year, WrestleMania 6, yeah? But there is one that is longer than that. Oh, oh really? Right. Yeah. Yes. Let's have a think. Is it, is In the WWF? Yeah. Singles match or tag teams? Singles match. Ooh. I think it's singles match. Yeah, it's singles match. Oh, no, wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Right, it's not the Jerry Lawler thing in 96, is it? No, no. that was pretty short. That was pretty short. I was going to say, well, Should I tell the, you? My no, gold no, no, dust. No, give, me, give me at least 30 seconds to have a little <laughs> think about it. Because, you know, I like this sort of stuff. Is you been having a guess? It can't be Rick Rude I have no idea. It can't okay. be Rick Rude at WrestleMania 5. Um... Can't be the slaughter one, surely at the rumble. That wasn't that long. Roop. Um let's see. SummerSlam ninety with Rick Rude in a cage. I don't think that was that long. Um Honky Tonk Man at SummerSlam eighty eight certainly wasn't that long. Hercules WrestleMania four can't have been that long either. Um six what else have we got? Ninety uh, it's not like a Japanese match with Ted DiBiase or something, is it? No, well, I, this is one my my very quick searching about um, the Warriors match on pay per view. Should I tell you? Oh I'm, no, hang on, is it on pay per view? Yeah, it's on pay per view. It's on pay per view. I'll definitely get it then if I don't have to go into anything obscure. Oh, Sorry, Jesus we're Christ. sitting all night, lads. Can, can, can we maybe get it like soon because we're only halfway through this card? <laughs> give me a challenge on rewinding, right? It's I want to tell him. No, no, hang on, no. I'm... You, you do realise what you've started. Uh, um, Should we move on whilst you're thinking about it, Al? No, no, I'm going to I'm gonna go for his, his oh, pay-per-view. Oh, it's so, right. right. I'm going to tell you now. No, I'm gonna WrestleMania play now. 4, SummerSlam 88, Survivor Series doesn't count because you're telling me it doesn't. No. Or Rumble. <laughs> Father Desmond Coyne. Father George Byrne. No. Father David Nicholson. Father Declan Lynch. I'll give you a clue. No, clues! <laughs> I'll get it in a second. <laughs> Father Ken Sweeney. Father Neil Hannon. Father Keith Cullen. Father Kieran Donnelly. Father Mick McAvoy. Father Jack White. Uh, WrestleMania 5 against Rude. Then SummerSlam 89 against Rude. Then it's uh, Survivor Series again, which doesn't count. I can see uh, Phil's going to put lift music over the top of it. <laughs> SummerSlam 90 against Rude. <laughs> Wake me um, up when Dad's finished. <laughs> Royal Rumble 91 against Slaughter. We've had this one at WrestleMania 7. He's in a tag team match at SummerSlam. He gets fired. He's back at WrestleMania 8. Oh, it'll be SummerSlam 92. Finally. Jesus uh, Christ. There we go. I told you I just had to go through them all. Do you know how long it goes for? <laughs> Which is also right bizarre against Savage. Yeah, it goes for 28 minutes. Does it? Yeah. Bolton Warrior defeats Frenzos by counter and it goes for 28 minutes. Fucking hell. I suppose that's also got flair in it to add a little bit of spice. I think so, yeah, because it's, um, oh yeah, would have been after the WrestleMania 8 defeat, I suppose. Yeah, it would have been, yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. But yeah, so that was a, a quick bit of fun that lasted half an hour. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Yeah, sorry, um, anyway. I'll sign, off, I'll sign off for this match by just quoting um, Bobby the Brain Heenan. But how more fitting, Brain, to have your career end and walk out of here, walk out of the squared circle knowing that you've got the woman you love and the woman who loves you. I'd rather have some money than a skirt. Then we get some comedy celebrity bits? We do, which apparently Al had never seen before. I don't remember that at all being on the Coliseum video. Uh, oh, there you go. 
Um, I did have a laugh when Undertaker is measuring Regis for the casket. Yeah, I appreciate that. That was good. That was quite good fun. Yeah. But the most important quotation during all of this is, Master Fuji knows all about pain, torture and suffering. <laughs> yes, he does. Because it's demolition with axe and... Wait, wait, no, crush and smash. What? Crush and smash, yes. Crush oh, God. Smash. Oh, no. <laughs> so it's just before smash like evolves into a repo man. Yeah. Is it... Um, Gorilla Monsoon that just keeps calling him Axe throughout the entire match. Pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. Pretty, pretty sure. Uh, we get Alex Trebek with Jake and, uh, Jake and Damien, which is a bit, you know, whatever. Uh, who's um, who's with uh, Tenru and Kitaru backstage? I can't remember who that is. Uh, is it Regis? Yeah, Regis, Regis is kind of yeah. mu- it's kind of mildly racist. It's the, it's the one where they, like, they, they, they don't speak in English, so he just keeps mentioning, like, you know, so how do you think your match is going to go tonight? Absolute silence. And it only really perks up when he goes, uh, Toyota. Toyota. Isuzu! Oh, Isuzu oh, must have been. Yeah, that's nice. See, I told you I'd have breakthrough to these guys. Columbia Pictures! Oh, oh big. Uh, big conference going on. What are they saying? Um, the crowd are kind of dead for this i think all this is the kind of problem in this show in the fact that this kind of like halfway point the Mm. crowd are pretty much dead because they've just had obviously a hell of a lot of um emotion emotion pouring out of them for the warrior it's like demolition who isn't the real demolition and then a couple of lads from japan they don't know about yeah really there's there's so, visibly empty seats in the first. Yeah, week. I think I'm pretty sure you see people coming back to seat with just carrying like popcorn and stuff. I'm, yeah, I'm fairly certain you can see that. Match. Yeah, but you know it's it, the, the fellas in it are quite good, aren't they? You know, and there's nobody yeah. apart from Crush. He's not exactly you know the best worker in the world. Well, but it's, yeah. Again, it's like four minutes of a quick, mm-hmm. of a quick squash base, isn't it? Because yeah. you get a power bomb from Tenru for the win, and that's that's pretty much it. This is that that's short period, wasn't it, with them? Um, WWF were kind of partnered up with a company in Japan. It was uh, All Japan, I All think. Japan, yeah. I think so. This was, I think this was around the time they had their ill-fated shows at the Tokyo Dome that um, did not go well. <laughs> ah. I think Hogan headlined against Tenaru for one, wasn't uh, I think you're right, Al. I think he did, I yeah. Think yeah. Uh, the first one, anyway. No matter how much you mock him, he puts on a good show. Oh, um, SWS, Super World, oh, Super World Sports, that's who it is. That's what it was. Okay, I knew it was something yeah. like that. Three shows to Tokyo Dome. So, yeah, I think it's just to get those guys over ready for that, but it just doesn't go anywhere, does it, basically? Uh, SWS goes about three shows and then run out of money. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, well done for feeding the demolition to somebody who doesn't really go anywhere. So, yeah, well done. For Another heel manager. So, so far, I think it's only... The one match that doesn't have a heel manager is that Rick Martel. I don't. Uh, is that? Oh yeah, actually, yeah, Rick Martel. A heel manager. Next up, we have Bossman versus Perfect for the Intercontinental yeah. Title. Excellent nice stick work from Bossman during his promo. Is Perfect got a heel manager? Uh, of course, yes. He's got the brains. Yes, yes He's got Heenan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another one. Uh, chalk another one up. <laughs> yeah, another one. Um, I as well, like when when Bossman was doing his promo alongside his excellent nice stick work, he looked much trimmer than he did than he than like. Because remember, like at the well, what's this acting called? Uh, Twin Towers. Twin Towers. Like, he seemed much beefier, but here he seems really, tr- he seems much trimmer, a boss man. Because mm. now it's like, it's face boss man rather than heel boss man, isn't it? Yeah. I think the main thing is we learn from this promo is don't upset boss man's mum. And I will be champion when it's all said and done. But more importantly, for Bobby Heenan and Mr. Perfect are days and weeks and months 
of insults. Insults hurting my mama's feelings. When you hurt my mama's feelings, you hurt mine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've got here, yeah, boss man. Insults hurting my mama's feelings. Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> Which don't is do it. Classic. But then we get the amazing sight of Mr. Perfect in the Intercontinental Belt. Yes. Mm. It's almost like, like he, it belongs on him. It does. Amazing. And then Brody King brings it all down. But sorry, uh, Bobby the Brain brings it down by mentioning Rodney King. And it's like, ah, oh, should we? Should we really? Oh, dear. Should we, Brain? <laughs> Talking about how good the LA, LA police are by beating people. No, 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 no. no. I know you're a heel, but please don't. We're already um, in enough trouble to be in with. Can we point out the fantastic opening of this match when Perfect throws his towel into Bossman's face and then Bossman picks it off his head, pretends to wipe his arse with it and chuck it right back at Perfect's face? Yeah. Yeah, because Perfect looks genuinely upset, like genuinely yeah. hurt. He genuinely like, looks quite upset that someone like has smirched his towel in such Brilliant. a way. And then, yeah, it's like, doesn't he like give it a big spit, a boss man, and then boss man spits back? It's all, it's all yeah. it breaks down very quickly. It, yeah, it's really, really sort of like downright and dirty right quite early on, doesn't it? Yeah, the boss man like, basically slaps Perfect, and Perfect just like goes for like an actual, an actual flip off this thing. Mm-hmm. And then, like, he grabs boss, uh, Perfect's hair and just swings around by his head and throws him out of the ring. Oh, so yes. To a hot, just don't upset Bossman's mum. No, just, just don't, don't do, do it. it. Don't do it. Um, this match is okay. It's not brilliant. It does kind of fizzle out towards the end because they have to... I, Andrew the Giant turns up, essentially. I think this is what um, ruins it. I think up to that point, it wasn't a bad match because Bossman, you know, is a really good big fella. Yep. Like we get his spot where he goes under the under the bottom rope and that sort of stuff. Like, yep. they're doing really well, and then for some reason, like, yeah, Andre walks out really, really unsteadily on his feet, and it's like, oh, should we be doing this? Yeah, but they have to put him across like he's still some kind of great threat, and he's still some kind of massive, you know, force when he's blatantly struggling to even walk. Yeah, yeah, he's having to like hold on to the ring whenever he's kind of walking around yeah. it, isn't he? Like on the, the it's just like. Why, there's, why are we doing this finish? There's a fantastic highlight when Bobby the Brain Heenan actually turns around to see Andre in the, the aisle and Heenan's face of shock is quite a picture hmm. and he sells it really, really well. But it's just a bit sad how they have to, you know, say, oh, you know, here's Andre the Giant and he's come to do you this, that, and the next thing. It's like, he's not going to do anything. He just yeah, so all he basically up. does, he comes to the ring, gets Bossman disqualified, loses his chance of winning the belt. Yeah, pretty much. That's, that's what it. happens. And it's just but, like, um, yeah, it's just a, this is the kind of bit of you kind of thinking, now ah, this is actually a bit sad now. Could, could, could we not? Yeah. But you don't know if it's, is it Andre not being able to stop or is it Vince needing like an extra big thing on the card sort of thing? But he's not, not like he's like sold for, is he? He's not like, he, like the event sold as like Andre's return to the ring or anything. It's no, just, no, no, it's not. I think it's just one of them. It's a nice it's a surprise, surprise. isn't it? That's it. Kind of thing. But it's not that nice though, is it? Because he looks really weak. Really? I think this was like Andre's last appearance, wasn't it, Al? It it's it is um, no I think he does some in uh, Europe. His um, his last appearance is uh, Bulldog wins the Battle Royal, uh, Royal Albert Hall. Oh, All right, okay. I'm sure I remember him coming out on crutches or something, or coming out with a crutch. I want to say with the Bushwhackers or something, but I don't know if that's. He uh, he does at SummerSlam '91. You're correct. He is with the Bushwhackers at SummerSlam '91. Yes. Yeah, but there must be some a little bit after that. It's good well, of Andre. Yeah, the battle royals in October. All right. 
I was going to say, it's, it's good of Andre to spend his last couple of pay-per-view appearances with the best tag team in the history of wrestling. It is, it is. He, he, he wanted a, to go out on a high. He wanted to, yeah, he wanted to have a bit of the rub from those guys. Just rubber stamping his legacy, that's what it is, basically. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally, totally. Jesus Christ. Anyway, Great Earthquake versus Greg Valentine. No, we all, well, just before we get to that, we need to go on to the, where the universe splits into three separate timelines. Oh, God. <laughs> Because we have, I can't remember, is it Sean Mooney or is it Jimin Jean? It's Min Jean. It's Min Jean, who interviews some celebrities in the crowd. And first wow. of all, we get Donald Trump. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then who's like, you know, doing his usual thing that he's even doing now, where it's like kind of going, yeah, this event is amazing. It's the best thing ever. It's amazing. It's truly great. It's amazing. And then beside him is Chuck Norris. And then beside the, him is Henry Winkler, a.k.a. the Fonz. Yep. Yeah, then so the I'd whole like, clue for Igno comes down, don't forget. Yeah, the whole clue. Well, I, I'd like to think that at this point in 1991, the universe splits into three. And in each of those timelines, this particular person becomes the president. <laughs> to be honest, you could do much of a worse job right now. Yeah, we are all living, obviously, in timeline A. Yeah. Um, arguably the worst. But somewhere in the next timeline along, Chuck Norris is roundhouse kicking nuclear warheads out the way. <laughs> yeah, but he's even worse a Republican than Trump, though, isn't he? Come on. Well, yeah, pretty much. But I that would be good. I, I oh, want Henry, the one with the Fonz. Yeah, exactly. the I was going to say the Fonz. So, uh, Mister, you know, President Winkler, uh, what do you think about race relations? Hey. hey. You know, the, you the problem is America will go to shit once he jumps the shark. Oh, hey, look at that. <laughs> excellent work from Albert. Oh, give give that man a gold star. Anyway, now you can do Greg Hammer, Greg Valentine, Greg Hammer. <laughs> well, I mean, really, because like all that, all that basically covers Greg Valentine's entrance, isn't it? Pretty much. Because you start off with Earthquake in the ring, and then they, they cut to this, and then when they cut back, Greg's in the ring. Okay, I did kind of wrote down for that. Like, you know, um, when the Earthquake's in the ring, like, and you see him hitting the ropes. Isn't that really scary when you see him hitting the ropes that hard? When he's just kind yeah. of doing full, full pelt sprints between the between the ropes. You're just waiting for the ring to just like implode in itself. Yeah, because he yeah, kind of goes, like, he leans out the ring like a good foot, doesn't he? When he's doing that, it's it's so scary looking. Can I ask if Earthquake's got a heel manager? Uh, he's got Jimmy, Jimmy Hart. Hart? Hasn't he? Yep. There we go. Another manager. There we got another one. Ding. Another one. <laughs> so you wrote down. Uh, this should be quick. Yeah, I've got not much um, phasing Earthquake. Valentine tries the figure four, and then I've got big whoopsie for three. <laughs> and then that's it. Yeah. Are you referring to Earthquake sit finish? Yeah, well, I, I, when you watch episodes of OSW Review, then they call it the big whoopsie, and I can't get that out of my head. Though. I mean, it's pretty much there, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. That's quick, um, quick, yeah, Greg fed to the Earthquake. Is this, is this post the feud with Hogan where he broke his ribs? Yes. Yes. Yeah, also, yeah. So I think Earthquake's been organised and any sort of major any threat he had as a top heel has been neutralised by the fact that Hogan's beat him easily. So how do we fix that? I'll feed Greg Valentine to him. Job done. Yeah, pretty much. Job done. Yeah. But anyway, I want some shouting. I need some shouting in my pay-per-view now. So who do well, we have? Sean Mooney's got you covered. Mark. It's the best. I can't help it. I just love that as a promo line. Just throwing it to the person with a Talamark. And then the Hawk just tells him. It's a shame that there's all this build to a match that doesn't even go one minute. <laughs> ah, but I think as Al will tell us, there's a reason for such a thing. Al? Tell him, Al. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the, what happens is power and glory uh, are neither power or glory. Hercules has got a bad groin injury. Because ah, where's his trunks too high? We know this. Yeah, Paul Thomas <laughs> got an infected elbow. You might see a massive pattern on his elbow. Yeah. Uh, neither man thought they could do the match because they were badly injured. But, you know, Vince, it's advertised. We've got to do it. Paul Romer apparently said, well, Hercules is worse hurt than me, so I'll take the big bump. But just get it finished. So, yeah, Hercules barely gets in the match. Roma gets beat up. Doomsday device under a minute. Done. There you go. Paul Roma also nearly gets planted by his head first into the canvas with that Doomsday device. <laughs> yes, he does. That doesn't take you that well. He's trying not to land on his arm. He's trying to protect that arm. When well, in doing so, he nearly lands on his neck. Well, <laughs> yeah, which is better? Which is more easily replaced? <laughs> oh my I, god, that looks. I bad. guess that's why um, Animal referred to Hawk referred to him as uh, was it sour and gory in his promo? Yep, yep. Power and glory, sour and gory. Yeah, that's. The and uh, also, uh, power and glory came out with the Doctor style slick. Indeed. Oh, oh, oh. Another one for the heel manager. The other one. Next up, we've got Virgil versus Ted DiBiase. Oh, Ted DiBiase Jesus. doesn't have a heel manager. He doesn't, nope. but will he finish the match with one? Oh, oh. 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 look at that. I've written down, because Virgil do a promo, because I've written down, if only Virgil had some charisma. <laughs> Even um, the star that wouldn't save him. <laughs> yeah, not going to be good. Because, like, if he just had some charisma, like, he probably could have had, like, a decent run after it. But, like, as soon as he split from Ted, it was like, you, you're just not, you have, just haven't got anything to you at all, pal. You just... It was literally down to just wrestling superstar Virgil at that point. It's, yeah. it's the fact that um, it, it, it's all of Virgil's kind of presentation is just going via Piper. Yeah. Because it seems like, like a Ted versus Piper feud, doesn't it? That's what it seems it's, like. It seems like a Ted DiBiase versus Piper feud where Piper's injured so can't wrestle, so therefore he's had to get Virgil in to do, take his place temporarily. Yeah. That's what it feels like. It doesn't feel like Virgil's the main focus in this at all in any way. No. It's just like Piper messing with Ted by gear, by losing him his um, you know, assistant fella. And then that would have been the feud... But yeah, Virgil's. I mean, yeah, Vir- Virgil Ted has always always been the like the obvious feud, hasn't it? Like, it's been like this, the kind of split that's been brewing for yeah, ages. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think by sticking Piper in it, Piper's just got too much charisma, and Virgil's not got enough. Mm-hmm. Well, any the the focus just goes to Piper, and Virgil's just kind of off to one side. His big feud just kind of being just kind of being wrecked. Yep. So you, I you know, almost feel sorry. But I don't. Mm, no, not really. No. Virgil gets no theme music. Yeah, don't even give him music. What's all that he about? Got yet. He'll get some later. Yeah, and all all Virgil can really do is like do like boxing jabs and then just run away. Yeah, which would be fine if he was the heel, but he's not. <laughs> no, he's no. meant to be the face, so it's yeah. uh, a bit wrong to begin with. And then you've got Ted selling for him, like Ted DiBiase. Why is he yeah, selling for him? No, no. and then. It ends with Ted DiBiase getting counted out. Yeah, that, that great WrestleMania finish, I count out. <laughs> yep. And then, but Sherry turns up. So, yeah. Maybe he'll yeah. Um, but Piper's music's the one that plays at the end. Yeah. That's right. Well, this is where, like, this is where, like, Ted just beats the crap out of Piper because, like, he starts ripping yeah, his knee thing off and all sorts. Yeah, yeah, they both do. Um, and then, like, Virtue in the Ring is like, get up, get up. And it's like, <laughs> oh really? my. Okay, fine. But yeah, it just seems daft. Like, it's... it's. Oh, yeah, we've got Virgil as a mic. Uh-oh. 
guess this feud has not finished, but hopefully it has done. Because did, did like there was ever any kind of finish between Piper and uh, DiBiase? They had another match at SummerSlam, did they not? Yeah, for the million dollar title. Oh, so did. Yeah. which Alan has held. <laughs> yeah, I have indeed. Yep, I was there the night it happened. Nice. I'm sure we've told this story, have we not? You have, yes. This was when he was doing his tour for his religion. For the churches, yeah. yeah. And we went and sang hymns all night so we could uh, just meet Ted DiBiase at the end. Yeah. You and the rest of the crowd that were there. We were we were plastic <laughs> Christians for the evening and it was all fun. I was going to say. Oh, I, I was mocking out. I, I was so happy to see Ted DiBiase. I thought so you were going to say you were happy to see Jesus there. What are you doing? He bought Jesus off for the night. He did, yeah. He did. Nice. Great. Jesus, always the understudy, never the superstar. To be fair, he did appreciate that some people were going to be there just for him and not for the whole religious thing. So. I think you got sort of, when you when you're like when you're Ted DBS and all of a sudden you're doing something that's not wrestling, you need to like have, make your peace with the fact that you're going to have that segment of the audience that don't give a shit about what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be asking about the belt. Yeah, pretty much. And what's that real money? <laughs> Anyway, why, why Virgil? Why? <laughs> <laughs> why did you pick Virgil? Jesus Christ! <laughs> Next up, we get General Adnan and Sergeant Slaughter. Did that zone out there? Did we do the finish of the match? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we pretty much did. Yeah, oh, Virgil yeah. wins by count out. I did not hear Sherry's name mentioned at all. Sorry. We, I mentioned we Sherry. Well. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. That's okay. The heel, I've got to keep up with the heel manager count. Sorry, that, that you know. Well, does it count if she's not it's, late? She's, it's, in, she's in. not part of the match, therefore. She's no. got to come out with him. She can't even leave with him. She's oh, got to come out with him. That counts. No, that counts as a heel manager. Yeah, I will say. No. Um, for an beside it, okay? Anyway, speaking about of heel managers, what better way to get heat in the uh, early 90s than to uh, speak in Iraqi on a, a Dur- an American pay per show? Generally speak, generally speak foreign. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say it doesn't need to be a racket. It could be anything. It could be anything. Although, like, um, like Slaughter's got some great lines, like Pukamaniacs. I think is genius. Yep. Or oh, the Pukamaniac, uh, the Immortal Slime Hulk Hogan. That's good. Like, I like that. <laughs> yep. He's doing some good lines there. Um, I'm pretty sure he stole uh, Iron Chick's boots because he's got the kind of curly toed boots now, hasn't he? Yeah. So that yep. was weird. Yeah, and he's just he's just gurning like an absolute ridiculous. It's a, it's a crazy few minutes. The promo. It's just all over the place are you like me watching this promo thinking how big is that chin mm. it's huge it's like huge said, it's very sweaty it can fit into Hulk Hogan's face yeah exactly <laughs> it's, it's an optical illusion kind of thing isn't it Phil yeah. so, this might be a pain in the butt but please could you for the album art for this episode just have that picture <laughs> of them interlocking chins I think the world needs It'll to be see a that it's definitely going to be the, uh, the, the like, header for the Facebook post nice nice awesome I'll get that done don't worry boys don't worry, I'm already over it. Before yeah. we get to um, Hogan's promo, though, we've got a small matter of the Mountie versus Tito Santana. Yay! Yay! Um, does he have the on the Mountie? I can't remember what music he had. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. He's in the ring already, but he's got Jimmy Hart as a manager. Yeah. We were denied the Mountie's theme, and that made me sad. I think uh, I just played it on my phone because no, um, he didn't have the proper theme then. Oh, neither is that you're right. Yeah, because he played at the he end. He didn't have like, the Canadian theme. He didn't have the Mountie theme, yeah. He didn't have the, we're the Mountie, and yep. we always get... Oh, well, that was more the Oh, man. Yeah. Brilliant. Was it like the Canadian National Anthem or something? It was... Yeah, I think it was something I think like of Dino Bravo early on in the show. I can't remember now. But yeah, but basically, um, Tito misses, like, gets a messy-looking flying forearm, yep. and then the Mountie basically hits Tito with the cattle prod to no reaction at all. 
this. He's got that weapon. That cattle prod stuck it right into the guts of Santana. I believe it's something he ate. Something he ate. Are you blind? Yeah. No. Once again, I think this is another one of those matches that just basically, like, the crowd are kind of exhausted. For Hogan. And they're waiting yeah. for Hogan. So it's kind of, this, they, they had, like, a terrible position on the card for this because it's just going to be, like, the crowd aren't going to be invested in this at all. And it yeah. goes 81 seconds. It's just yep. nuts. It's like, yeah, he just he just hits him with a cowpaw. They don't even do the thing with the lights, do they? Or, or like, a sound effect. It's nope. just, like, Tito falls over. No reaction at all. Pins. Done. Move on. Mm-hmm. Then we get to another sweaty gentleman in the form of a child <laughs> tonight. Yep, we get yeah. Hulk Hogan, who is encouraging everyone to wait and see what kind of man I am. His, his secret battle plan, which I'm assuming is going to be like an eye poke. That's what Hogan does, isn't he? That's mm-hmm. what Hogan does, yeah, yeah. He's got fingernails down the back. Yeah, Hogan, Hogan promises to me and Gene that he's going to vanquish the evil foreigners. Yep. And, uh, yeah... And it was. Um, I think my highlight of that is you see like Pat Patterson comes out on one of the videos in like a really cool, really cool looking blue suit. It looks amazing. <laughs> I did not notice that. I didn't yeah, notice really either. Good. It was a really good blue suit, man. I tell you. And then um, like Hogan rips his shirt, so I guess like he needs a new one for the ring walk, or is that is, is that him done now with ripping shirts? I'm not sure. How, like his what his budget for shirts is at this point. I don't in the know. Year, so. Probably he'll probably have a fair budget for shorts. Uh, shirts like you know, it'll be fine. <laughs> to be fair, yeah. I don't think Hogan at this point in his career shot of a bob or two. No. <laughs> so, anyway. Jeopardy dude I've got around here. I've already forgotten his name. Trebek. Alex Trebek. Yeah, Alex, Alex Trebek. Trebek. He does the announcing for the match, which oh, is all right. He's okay. He's not bad. Yeah, crowd aren't a fan though, are they? Crowd aren't a fan of all, all not the really, Slaughter. No, no, oh. no. Well, Slaughter's music is just drums. <laughs> yeah. Which yep. is evil military music. Yeah, which is kind of... I, I was thinking about it, kind of going, that's a bit dull and crap, but then you're thinking, yeah, but there's some other heels that have had sort of a similar idea of having not much in the way of melody or anything like that in their music. You know, Right to Censor was basically just an alarm bell. Yeah. Oh, what about Isaac Yankum's music? Isaac Yankum's drills. <laughs> yep. You know what? I was trying to remember and, what Nails' music was, but I'm sure it was being similar to that. No, Nails didn't have any music. Nails didn't have no, any music. All, I thought he had something. Oh, well, never mind. I don't think he ever had music, did he? No, I don't think Nails, he did. No? The only other thing I could think of in a similar vein was Tommaso Ciampa just having no music. <laughs> yeah. Just the deafening booze of people. Skinner would have little, like, birds tweeting and stuff. So oh, yeah, yeah, like, like, like marsh yeah. sound, crickets and, you know, and yeah, mosquitoes. Yeah, that, that's pretty much his music, yeah. Yep. Uh, Hulk Hogan is introduced by Gorilla Monsoon as our national hero. Not that this is an American <laughs> versus Iraq thing at all. Of course no. not. No. no. no, no Even no, though they no, both no. have flags with some kind of flag off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I had a question at this point because Hogan comes out and he's got like his Stars and Strike bandana, which yep. he then throws to the floor. Yeah, is that disrespecting the flag? Um, no, he's holding the flag. He's holding. Yeah, the but he starts. He, but he's also wearing the flag as a bandana. So is that disrespecting? Yeah, but I think when he if you're holding a bigger flag, it's okay. <laughs> that, yeah, that supersedes the original flag. Plus, plus, once the bandana comes off, it's business time. That's true. That's why I just wanted to clarify that for my own peace of mind. That's good. Thank you. So this match has got some heat. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking like when it kind of match starts, it's a tough spot for Brain to be in because obviously he needs to back the heel because he's the heel kind of commentary dude. Mm-hmm. But can he really back the Iraqis given the current world geopolitical <laughs> situation that's going on? He finds a way of doing it, but you could tell he's struggling. Yeah, he doesn't kind of fully go in with Slaw, does he? Kind of, I think he's more the fact like he's pro 
anti-Hogan, if that makes sense. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he does the thing of being anti-Hogan rather than pro-slaughter, which is probably the best way of doing it. What he can do, yeah. Yeah, but just to clarify, this wasn't a Monday key match, was it? Because Slaughter just keeps going to get chairs for no reason at all. No, like no, it's just, yeah, I've, I've got it down here. It says Slaughter steel chair, no DQ. Um, <laughs> chokes in the aisle with the uh, it... choke in the aisle, no DQ. Yeah, like literally, like in front of the ref. The ref's going, "Oi, oi, hey, bye, bye, put, put the chair down." He's like, "No, yep. oh, okay, off you go then." It's like, what? We got another note here yet. Slaughter uses the chair. No DQ. There's about no DQ. two or three occasions where it's just nothing. Yeah. Uh, comical part of the start is when like Slaughter claims to be have, uh, that he's had his hair yanked. <laughs> yeah. Monsoon does point out that he's got nothing to yank. Um, <laughs> oh my! So, yeah, that's quite funny. <laughs> this match is it's quite decent. I enjoyed this match. Yeah. Regardless of the sort of national overtones of it and the hooray america kind of thing yeah there's a rather fantastic um towards the end where hogan's bleeding and slaughter applies the camel clutch and uh, adnan brings the iraqi flag into the ring yes yes yeah like over hogan's head so hogan is actually you know bleeding through the iraqi flag (laughs) that's kind of stuff uh which i thought was quite brilliant but yeah it's it's a really good decent match it's a good main event oh yeah Yeah, it, it certainly caps off the night well and obviously we get America triumphing over the world once again yeah because things like you put Slaughter up against Hogan like you're kind of thinking Slaughter's not the most like you know biggest competition for Hogan if that makes sense yep just especially the two that he's so much bigger than but like Slaughter managed to be able to kind of sell the kind of you know the 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 noy heel kind of stuff to get on top to kind of get Hogan down quite well even though he's not He's never been a heel for most of his career. He's always been like a babyface, isn't he? So, and mm, from what I remember, he wasn't like the biggest fan of this heel run, just because of like how negative the reaction was. Well, I mean, as a heel, it's your job to get negative reactions, but I think he was just not comfortable with the whole fact that he was an ex-soldier. His entire gimmick up to that point was mm. yay America, and now all of a sudden he's like f America. Because because well, there's like a bit in the promo video, I think, where he's like he's burning Hulk Hogan's shirt and I think they wanted him to burn the flag but he said no I'll burn the shirt yeah, instead yeah, sort of thing yeah, yeah. I can imagine yeah, that could have been yeah but we're fine with Hogan ripping the Iraqi flag that's completely fine oh yeah that's fine well I think part of the condition of Slaughter doing it was to build him back up like to finish his, his career as an American hero yeah, uh, yeah okay. they did the thing where the team don't with Duggan at the end of the year sort of thing what a reward did they both get top hats <laughs> but I think that would have done like, it for Because um, after this, he gets like does the Iron Sheet come in as like an extra person on his squad? Yeah, yeah. And then that. is it Duggan and uh, Slaughter versus Adnan and the Iron Sheet? Then basically, yeah, yeah. I think they're, they're probably quite a bit. That's a combo. I, I think um, we're going to have to try and avoid that one on the on the, on the thing for a while because I can't imagine that matches the classes of matches. <laughs> oh, it's that SummerSlam that you won. Oh, that oh, is that when it happens, is it? When they're all teaming together. Yeah. Mm, I'll, just make a mental, I'll just make a mental note of that. Phil would love SummerSlam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would. Because yeah. hasn't they got Perfect versus Bret Hart, which is really good. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. In your face. In your face. Oh, yeah. Alan, Alan, you're speaking, not Googling. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, That's yeah, it goes into your private search window, not into podcast. Yeah, incognito, incognito. <laughs> um, yeah, this I've got the, the ending here comes boot, leg drop, three count. Yeah, even if Slaughter looks like he's kicking out on the three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They just like count it anyway, and that's it done. Um, yeah, as, I just want to look at a bit strong because they've still got a big house show circuit to fill in until SummerSlam. No, probably. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh God, I'm sure it's not a podcast. They might have been with the big show. Where he was kind of told like, you can you do that to kind of keep looking strong, so like you weren't just like completely beat. You could have kicked out if you you know yeah. could have recovered a bit quicker, sort of thing. Yeah. But yeah, I've written down. Yeah, um, Hulk Hogan stands up, and then we're into the usual finish. Yeah, usually, yeah, it's take yeah. it home, isn't it? It's quite funny. Um, that point but it was good there's lots of hot dogging by hogan and gorilla monsoon has the quote of the night which is the war is now officially over (laughs) meaning that iraq soldiers iraqi soldiers in the middle east put down their weapons the very moment they all realized this this was diplomacy in action it was yeah this is diplomacy hogan has effectively brought peace to the middle east george bush was like we'll settle this in the ring saddam yeah, just the, yeah, that would be. You it. said Hogan your best man. I'll say my best man. Oh, can you imagine if they, might, if they had like Crown Jewel in like 1991? <laughs> oh my God! And, like Hogan versus Saddam Hussein. Can you imagine that? Oh Lord! Managed oh. by Slick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he comes out to Doctor Star music. <laughs> Saddam coming out like the Good Father. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> I think it's like you could have got that guy who plays Saddam in like the, like in the Naked Gun and stuff and the hot, hot shots got that guy in <laughs> they could have paid for him easy to be in the crowd imagine that yeah that would have been awesome that, <laughs> that awesome. guy's just there load of popcorn and like you know where gold bling just dripping off him it was amazing I've got down here as well my last note is they about, from about halfway through onwards they make a big massive noise again and again and again about having the largest pay-per-view audience. Yeah, and they do, don't it, they? Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> mentioned, and you know, uh, Gorilla Monsoon mentions it at the when the closing moments for about the hundredth time. I don't know if that was was that was that like an official fact. Uh, I don't know. I think it's like done on, like maybe at the time it's done on like audience figures, but like it's obviously been the time sort of thing. Um, but yeah, it was just like every five. Once they find that out, every five minutes, like ah, the biggest pay-per-view, every single match has to be permeated of the second half of the show with this is the biggest pay-per-view audience. Blah blah blah. Biggest, blah. whatever. Blah, 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 blah. Yep, pretty much. Because you can tell that Vince is probably in the background going, "Tell them about the pay-per-view audience again." Yeah. No, again. No, again. No, again. Again, again. Much. Yeah, yeah. But there you go. But... Uh, my my last note was. Um, uh, what does Hulk wipe the blood from his wipe this wipes his face with the uh, God's sake? Hulk wipes the blood from his face on the flag, like the American flag this time. Mm-hmm. It's like surely you'd find something else at ringside. Surely you like, probably would at least try before just bleeding all over your own country's before, flag. Yeah. yeah, taking the flag is wiping the sweat and blood off your face. Yeah, but um, no, nope, yeah. that, that's not how Hulk rolls. It's, no, no, it's not at all. Not at all. No. So that was WrestleMania 7. That is WrestleMania 7. We've got through it. 14 matches worth. I think we do <laughs> we it. We're all right. it. We're doing well. We're doing well. Yeah, yeah. We, so, we, we managed to survive. We survived, and now we get to the most important question of the episode. Where is this going on the glorious table? I am just wow. putting up the table a wee second. Should I tell you what, what, uh, where the WrestleManias are? We've done a few WrestleManias yes. already. We have. So number one, WrestleMania 8. 
WrestleMania eight remains at the top of the list. Yeah. Number five is number five is WrestleMania ten. Yep. And then we go all the way down to uh, to number twenty for WrestleMania five. Mm-hmm. So that's your kind of spectrum of WrestleMania so far. Okay. okay. Right. The question is: Is it better than ten? I no. have. No. <laughs> I enjoyed it more than ten. Whoa. Well, I mean, Ten's uh, only really got the ladder match to save it, and then Owen and Brett, I suppose. Yeah. And don't forget Crush versus Macho Man. That's one of my. Of course, yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Other than other than that, it's got like a throwaway women's match: Adam Bomb versus Earthquake. It's um, got the mixed tag crap. Yeah, which is pretty <clears> awful. The two main events aren't exactly brilliant, and then you've got the um, Quebecers against Men on a Mission again. Not the best of matches. I don't think yeah. anything out. But my argument would be as well as this match. This showed fourteen matches on it. At least a third of them were bullshit or non yeah, I was going to say, they don't stick around for too long. The longer I know, but they still, they, they still stick good. around, though. Yeah, they're yeah, still there. Not as if you sort of sat there half an hour later going, oh, this is shit. You know, they didn't make, like, Tito Santana versus the Mountie be, like, 20 minutes long or anything like that. Well, yeah, okay. But I say this is this one has only really got Warrior versus Macho as, like, a genuinely good match. The rest yeah, of the filler. Okay, okay, right. But it's not that far off. I would put it one below WrestleMania 10 in that case, and okay. have it as number six. So it's knocking down AEW all in. It's knocking it all in. I think it's because of the sort of it wins over all in in the fact of the nostalgia thing. Uh, I mean, nah. so for I feel, me, like, to me, I feel like I feel like that's high to me. Mm. Yeah, because like you know that puts it two places above Canadian Stampede. I enjoyed that well more than this show. Yeah, but because then Canadian Stampede's like two hours long and only has like five matches. Yeah, that's why it's good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, should all pay per views just have five matches and be two hours? Yeah, long? basically. Uh, I've got a lot. I haven't got much free time in my life at the moment. Oh, you know, I want to well, get things as quickly as possible. Let's do WrestleMania 12 for the next uh, thing. Then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's not do the the pay per view that put me off wrestling. <laughs> End the podcast for three and a half years. I mean, if the consensus is uh, is six, I'll put it there. But like, I feel like it, me personally, I, I'll I'll put it down lower. All right, I'm, I'll go with consensus in this one. What have we got? What, what's after? What's after it? Sorry, um, hang on, I'm plugging myself in before my battery goes. Oh my! <laughs> oh my goodness! Plug yourself in, Al. <laughs> Ooh, is that is that a rumble there? Are you just pleased to see us? Yeah. Um, <laughs> what? else have we got? So sorry. So yeah. Um... Right, number one. Yeah. Is WrestleMania 8. Right. Number two is Wrestle Kingdom 8 in Tokyo Dome. Right. Uh, <laughs> three is Rumble. Three is Rumble 92. Yeah. Uh, four is SummerSlam 2002. Oh, okay, okay. Five is WrestleMania 10. Yeah. Six is AEW's All In. Yeah. Seven is No Mercy 1999. Oh, I think it was better than No Mercy. Yeah. Eight yeah. is the Canadian Stampede. Yeah. Nine is ECW One Night Stand 2005. Oh. And ten is Rumble 2000. Oh. That's your top ten at the minute. I, mean, I, I don't agree with that order anyway. But, uh, <laughs> well, you should be in a podcast that decides it. Well, uh, I don't know. I don't know. What's this is brutal. Number 11 is Beach Blast 92. Well, it's fucking better than that. <laughs> 
Although that so, wasn't terrible, was it? I'm getting mixed up with the other WCW events. Yeah, well, we've yeah, a lot yeah. Of WCW was like Ewan's pick for like, like really good WCW, was it not? It was. It was, and it was successful. I, really, I enjoyed Beach Blast. Well, Night. I think I think the Savage match alone carries us quite some distance. It does. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, you're not wrong. It's probably one of Hogan's best main events as well. I did enjoy it. Are we saying number six then? Are we sticking it in? I think number six. WrestleMania ten. Let's, let's go with that. What do you say, Al? Yeah, I'll agree. There we go. Just going in number six. So the question looms. Mm-hmm. What's next? Well, that's in my hands. Bum, bum, bum. I had a couple of thoughts oh, regarding... I don't have to watch any of it, yeah? <laughs> I'm going to disappoint you, You're going to have to watch this one. Oh. We've done too much watching, man. We never do classic ones anymore. <laughs> ow, we've done, ow, we've, we've, we've done we've, too much watching. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to do an audiobook next time. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we've done a lot of WWF. We've done a lot of, of um, ECW. We've done ECW. We've done WCW. We've done some NWA, and I thought it would be quite fun to go back to the NWA. However, it's not the NWA that you're thinking of. We're going... To the Nashville Fairgrounds, June nineteenth, two thousand and two, for NWA TNA's first ever pay per view. Is it on the network? It's on YouTube, Al. No, whoa, 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 that's no, 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 no. I put my foot down. That was not the agreement. The agreement was it had to be on the network when we started this podcast. Was it not? Was it not, boys? Was that not the agreement? No. Uh, I believe it was. You told me I couldn't have half the crap I wanted because it wasn't on the network. <laughs> you had bloody um, Brawl for All. Brawl for yeah, All. I'm sorry, is Brawl for All on the network? I think it is. It shouldn't in, be. In bits. Still <laughs> on there. That you have to then go and find. It takes you two seconds. Type them Brawl for All in the search engine. And they were all terrible. <laughs> <laughs> He's not wrong. Well, well it is. It isn't 20th place for a reason. <laughs> but it was on the network. It, it filled it filled my contractual obligations of a pay-per-view that was on the network. Oh, as part of your contractual obligations that you pick shit all the time. <laughs> um, yes, that is also part of my <laughs> obligations as well. I do not disappoint. <laughs> that you do not. Um, so they were, uh, this is TNA's first pay-per-view? Yes, this is their first ever of their weekly pay-per-views. This is the oh, the first... weekly... So this is like when they were doing like weekly pay-per-views as, like, yes, a, as a format. Yeah, you, might, you might win me over this. Is Bart Gunn in this? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> you might win me <laughs> over. Jesus Gunn Christ. There are, there, are, there are a lot of wrestlers from all over the spectrum of time, Al, so I think you might enjoy the show. And one thing as well is, the show is under two hours. Oh, you know what? I think this is our first um, TNA show as well. It is. It will be, yeah. That's we've been doing this. on the network. That's why we've never done one. <laughs> God. <laughs> well, it, it's it's on YouTube. It's on the official Impact Wrestling channel, so it won't get taken down. It's under two hours, and it's got some hilarity on it. I'll say that much. <laughs> well, I'll tell you something. Heroes of Wrestling's come up for one of my big ones. Yes! I want to review that. <laughs> yeah. I've watched that show. It's an absolute trade wreck, and I love it. Jake the Snake Roberts in his uh, porno debut live in pay-per-view. Oh, wow. He yeah. likes to play 22. Um, like... <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I've written it onto the list now, so it's official. Yay. We're going TNA. We're going yes. TNA. 
going for total non-stop action? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> we'll I soon find out. We will. Brilliant. Wow. What a swerve that was. I, yep. I'm the whale car for a reason. Well, <laughs> uh, uh, well, if it's the one I think it is, we are treated to a Royal Rumble. You are correct. It's a Royal Rumble. Well, it's a Battle Royal for the vacant NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Oh, Rather than Battle Royal, it's non-Union Mexican equivalent. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they can't call it a Royal Rumble. I'm pretty yeah, certain they can't call it that. Call it a, 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 a Regal... Regal Rambello, that's what it is. A, 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 a Regal Ramash. A <laughs> Ramash. <laughs> get, that, get that copyrighted, we'll steal that, that's good. Yeah, we'll steal that, that's good. <laughs> Well, I'm, well, well, I'm just that. a very oh, yeah, girly man going welcome to the regal ramash <laughs> sold oh, God, uh, it's also got the the fantastic commentary team of Mike Tenay and Donald West oh is this their first little out when, when they do- oh Christ is Donald West trying to shill like merchandise yes. halfway through the show uh, well he's basically shilling everything because it's <laughs> the first show brilliant oh my god this is the context so the question is next time was the show worth 10 bucks <laughs> or would they have to pay you 10 bucks to watch it again well we'll find out okay that'll be, that'll be look forward to that one for the next show it's going to be a belter mm-hmm. it will be it will be as they say in, Scot- in Scotchland um yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> As me and Ewan both look at you, Phil really confused. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so to say, what is he talking about? <laughs> I don't know, it's very late and I've had a very long day. Fair enough. <sighs> wow. We certainly talked about wrestling tonight, boys. We, we did. did, we did, and we managed to compress it into about an hour and 45 in total. Something like that. Something so, and I'll uh, I'll try and get it edited in two days and posted on Sunday. <laughs> well, that's why we're trying to keep it concise for you, Phil. Oh, thanks, thanks, guys. See, we like to help you. That's very things. kind. Certainly, certainly kept it concise with with uh, with Al uh, trying to guess some some ninety two for half an hour. Yeah, uh, I knew we'd get it. I, I should have started from the back. The start. just, um, just naming all the things. Which I'm sure was in the Simpsons, but I can't remember the exact thing where they kind of going through guessing everything <sighs> well anyway. cool excellent yeah, it's all good <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep that in there yeah that's alright <laughs> it's been a long day as all the energy just leaves the room entirely <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think it's it's probably timely to say that we are living in a very very strange time period and I think the best advice I think we can all give everyone at the moment is to stop licking each other it's not helping anything, just resist <laughs> yeah, just look at the president well he shouldn't have licked anybody else well, apparently he's been transferred to hospital now so if there is a god come on, you know what to do <laughs> oh, I wouldn't wish death on him it's Donald Trump I wouldn't, still wouldn't wish death on him, but <clears throat> yeah. can, I, can I wish severe illness on him then? Well, yeah, that's fair enough. Okay, good. You know, or at least like being of the opinion that it's not a fucking hoax. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. People, yeah, people like, oh yeah, he's like, because he's like a six-dimensional chess player. It's all like a big strategic plan. 
But then I kind of think, yeah, if he was like a big strategic thinker, he he, he would have ran two casinos without getting them bankrupt. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He wouldn't be yeah. banned from holding a position at a charity because he was ripping money off everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But you know, people forget that bit. I'd imagine that the music will be playing over this bit now, yeah? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to go to bed. I'm really tired. <laughs> go away. Stop listening. Join us in the aftercastle. We take each other. We take each other in bed. I'm not going to say that. That sounds terrible. Oh, I am. No, I don't. No, 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 no. I am podcasting. It's my bed, so I can just lie down and go to sleep straight away, and it's fine. Well, we'll let Phil go to bed then. <laughs> yep. And we'll watch over him. Yeah, but you've got work in the morning, Cam. Yeah, I know. So I better go to sleep myself soon. Good night, Uncle Cam. <laughs> Good night, Uncle Ewan. Good night. Good night, John Boy. Oh, God. Oh, dear. I am genuinely lying down asleep in my bed now. Just, just... Well, just manage to switch your mic off, yeah? Because we don't want to be <laughs> hearing that. <laughs> Oh, you hear us careless whisper come on it's just like oh no listen listen right listen if you can hear Al in the bath you can hear me sleeping <laughs> yeah that's what I'm worried yeah. about <laughs> if you can hear little Al splish splashing around mm-hmm. you can little listen Al. to me having a snooze that's how it works I glad I'd hear little Al splashing around the bath if you want me <laughs> oh dear <laughs> there you go and as we finish I get the cold opening sorted brilliant Toyota. Toyota.